0: In the last 50 years, there have especially been three major discoveries, but lots and lots of minor discoveries. The first one goes back to 1975, and we discussed this in another uh, lecture. About the new finds manuscripts at Saint Catherine's Monastery uh, in uh, Mount Sinai, Egypt, and these manuscripts were discovered uh, when uh, there was a fire in one of the kitchens. They put the fire out, the monks did, and they noticed beneath the, the between the floorboards that there was a hidden storeroom underneath the kitchen floor. And uh, when they uh, created a, a door through the wall, they found hundreds of manuscripts. <clears throat> it took nearly a quarter of a century to uh, go through these manuscripts, at least to give them titles to find out what they had, and they had discovered a grand total of 1,200 manuscripts. Of those, 90 were Greek New Testament manuscripts, and quite a few of them seem to be pretty important, but this stands still to this date as the largest single discovery of New Testament manuscripts in the last half century. The second discovery was made at the Ashmolean Museum at Oxford University, in about the year 2000. Now, back in the early parts of the 1900s, lots and lots of excavations were taking place in Egypt. Even late 1800s, these excavations were taking place. And some of the major universities in Europe became the beneficiaries of the deposits of these ancient papyri that were found. And uh, the Ashmolean Museum, Oxford University, received hundreds of thousands of papyri. And among them, uh, they have published uh, sporadically discoveries of Greek New Testament papyri. Now, it really is looking like the proverbial needle in the haystack uh, to find a New Testament papyrus among these hundreds of thousands of ancient scraps of papyrus. But uh, to make the job a little bit easier, what the, the folks at the Ashmolean did a few years ago was they said, there are some ways for us to tell whether a document is Christian, and there's a way to tell that without even being able to read the document. And of course, that's one of the biggest tricks is some of these manuscripts are so difficult to read, and of course, they're trying to preserve them as well, but uh, we don't have nearly as many papyrologists today as we'd like to have to get the job done. However, what they could do is they could look at these papyri, and one of the first things they would ask is, is it written on both sides? If the manuscript is written on both sides, That means that it's most likely a Christian manuscript if it's from the first five centuries uh, of the Christian era because 80% of all Christian manuscripts, as far as we know, were written as a codex, that is a book that's bound on the left side with the pages that turn like our modern book today, rather than on a roll or a scroll where you write just on the inside with all the fibers that are going horizontal with the papyrus fibers, and you're writing on those natural lines, basically. And so what they did is they said, here's a scrap of papyrus, and it's written on both sides. We'll put it over in this stack here of potential New Testament manuscripts and probably Christian manuscript. Then they went back, and they looked at those, and they said, now we're looking for uh, what's called nomina sacra, that's abbreviated names with a horizontal bar above the letters. And uh, in the earliest manuscripts we have for the New Testament, they always had nomina sacra. There were four to begin with. Later, there were a grand total of 15. But these nomina sacra, or sacred names, at the earliest point in uh, the church history would have uh, kurios, or lord, Christos or Christ, uh, Theos, or God, and uh, Jesus or Jesus. Those four words would be nomina sacra. They'd abbreviate them, usually two letters, and they'd put this bar, uh, horizontal bar, uh, above them so that you would recognize that you don't read this as a whole word, but you read it as an abbreviation. It's kind of like the apostrophe we have in don't and things like that. Now, when you see that kind of a documentation that's also a distinctively christian feature so they would pull those out and look at the manuscripts that way and through that process at the ashmolean museum they were able to discover among these thousands and thousands of papyri seventeen new testament papyri in one shot that's unheard of because in since the papyri have been discovered the earliest one we have goes back to a discovery before 1881 And now, here it is, 2010, we have a grand total of about 127 papyri. And even then, some of those are parts of others, so the number should be more like 123. So we're averaging about one papyrus discovery a year. To discover 17 in one year is a huge find, a very important find. So these papyri will help to change the text that is our perceived notion of what the original or autographic text of the New Testament actually said in a few places. Uh, I won't discuss those uh, places right now, but it's important to note just that these papyri are going to have an influence on modern translations, future translations. As well, they also have an influence in terms of the date of these manuscripts. Some of them are apparently from the 2nd century, although there are a few scholars very recently who have disputed that any New Testament manuscripts come from the 2nd century but they're decidedly in a minority position, and uh, I doubt that their view is gonna hold sway over the years. But uh, as many as four of the uh, papyri from the Ashmolean, I believe, are from potentially the second century. Now, the third largest discovery was made in the year 2007 by the Center for the Study of New Testament Manuscripts when they went to Tirana, Albania. And we sent a team there that uh, was sent to photograph 13 New Testament manuscripts. We had contacts with the, uh, the library director at the National Archives and she said, yes, come, we do know about 13 New Testament manuscripts, you may come and photograph those. Well, when we got there, we looked at an in-house catalog, one that's not published, not made accessible to the public, it's strictly for their own catalog of manuscripts. It was all in um, Albanian and uh, What uh, We needed some help in translating it, but obviously what we discovered, even without that, was here are some New Testament manuscripts that they knew about, that the library knew about, but Western scholars were unaware of. It ended up being something like 47 New Testament manuscripts altogether, including those uh, 13 that we knew about. A number of those, as many as 17 of them, uh, had been known to exist in Albania decades ago, but nobody had been able to verify it for a long, long time since the late 40s. uh, Albania became a communist nation in 1945, and to get into the uh, National Archives to look at the manuscripts was nearly impossible. We were grateful for the opportunity not only to photograph those manuscripts, but also to uh, have so many discoveries that our discoveries, technically, as far as Western scholarship is concerned, Although, of course, the National Archives themselves, they knew that they had these manuscripts. Uh, The the number now, it looks like we've discovered somewhere in the neighborhood between 24 and 28 manuscripts and rediscovered uh, a bunch more, plus those original 13 that we photographed. And we have posted about 10% of the images of each manuscript on the Center for the Study of New Testament Manuscripts website. One of the interesting things about that discovery was that at least one, perhaps two members of what's known as Family 13, a very important group of manuscripts for the New Testament, were discovered in the uh, New Finds manuscripts. And uh, a doctoral student at the University of Birmingham, Jack Perrin, is doing his doctoral thesis on Family 13 manuscripts. He was the one who gave us the tip to go to Albania, and he's the one who's been working on those manuscripts to show the significance of uh, what we have discovered for uh, textual criticism.